Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Through uplifting presentations, Angela Koenig empowers leaders, sharing insights on her true purpose. Self-leadership and the impact that both improves self-awareness and management can have on our personal and professional lives. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Good morning, Leanne. I'm really excited about talking about our theme of self-leadership today, but let's talk about you first and tell the listeners where you are, what's happened to you to lead you up to this point in your life now. <laughs> well, um... I guess it all started with 20 years as a HR manager, doing all sorts of things in business that let's just say I prefer not to do now. So actually the turning point for me was about five years ago when I was fired for the first time in my life. It was really a clash in values, things that I was really committed to and the employer had a, had a different view. And um, not only, like I say, had I never been fired before, but I didn't realise how much of my identity as a person was tied up in my career. And I'll spare you the gory details, but that was certainly a professional and a personal low point, which uh, initiated some soul searching around how to, well, it wasn't this elegant or, or eloquent at the time, but it was really about how to come back into alignment with myself and um, to remember why I wanted to make a difference as a professional and that's to see people learn and grow, to remember what lit me up personally, what brought me to life, made me energised and clear and grounded and centred and then really having the courage to pursue some of those things and that led me straight into the round yard to work with my horses <laughs> and what I discovered there it was really the only thing that could make me feel good at the time and what I discovered there is what they needed from me is also what teams need from leaders at, at work and that's a really steady constructive functional leadership state and you know led to a lot of personal development and further leadership development and that's what I now bring to my business I'm a leadership coach and trainer and I'm incorporating all of those principles not only from the 20 years in sort of HR but in fact some of those I deliberately exclude <laughs> but also from that personal development that I you know personally engaged with at that very low low time so mm, yeah thank you for sharing that now we're going to talk about self-leadership so I suppose you know we can talk about leadership in with teams and things but we're, when we talk about self-leadership what does that mean to you? I guess that, well, the tagline in my business is when you lead yourself well, everything else falls into place. And I think that makes such sense, uh, such common sense at the foundational level. How can things work out in our lives, in our relationships, with our health, with our finances, in business and all of those dimensions of life if we're not leading ourselves well? And so what does that mean? To me, leading myself well on the foundation that we're really in alignment with who we are. And that means we understand what lights us up and we're having the courage to continually make the choices to move in that direction. 
there's a little three-point model that I developed actually when I was working with my horses and it flows into my leadership programs and that's around certainty, presence and service. And I think this is a really simple model for us to anchor into and remember as leaders. There's only three things. One is to, in that certainty space, we want to stop looking to our external environment for sources of certainty because things in our external environment can change and without our permission or notice suddenly become uncertain. And so the only continuing sustainable source of certainty comes from this internal place. And that is a knowing or remembering that no matter how wild things get, I'm a smart chick, I'll ask the right questions and I've got this and I have the ability to navigate it. And that comes with an internal sense of certainty. Yeah, so that's the first point around self-leadership. Yeah, I love that one because that's something where I come from with, um, I mean, I wrote my book about balance and it's more like inner balance and it's having that stability, that grounding first, but it's within, isn't it? It's not, it's not what's out there. It's having that stability within and believing in yourself first. So perfectly expressed. And, you know, I think it's human nature to look for things, you know, like the house we live in or perhaps the marriage or the family relationship we have or what's in our bank account or, you know, the car that we drive, the, the friendships we have for stability and certainty. Um, but anyone who's lived enough life will realise that those things um, are, are, can quickly change. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And your point on um, being aligned too, uh, raises that thing where we need to know who we are, what we believe in and what's important to us and live to that, isn't it? Because when we don't, like you said, when, when you're at, in that job, you don't feel right, do you? And things will happen and there could be more stress, it could be more health issues, emotional issues, psychological issues, everything comes up when you're not living in alignment. I so agree. We're really working against ourselves. And so, you know, around finding that alignment, it's about understanding. First, we've all got a voice that's speaking to us all day, every day about what feels good and what would be interesting and what we get to be curious about. But most of us have been overtaken by the responsibilities of life and we choose to not listen to that voice. So the first step in finding alignment, I think, is to acknowledge and listen to that voice. And then the second step is having the courage to follow it and respond to it. Two separate things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because anyone who's had any big life change will know, you know, yes, that those whispers had been coming at me for some time. And it was only when I could get mentally ready and exercise that courage to follow it that my life truly changed. So... That all that around that internal sense of certainty, it's it's another lens on how to access that of knowing yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it does take that little bit of uh, courage or bravery to look in and see, you know, who you really are. And you know, so much so much of our life has been hiding ourselves, you know, hiding behind that mask because society dictates what we have to do or be like. Or and we we tend to go, oh well, I can't do that. Or as a woman, I can't do that. Or as a mother, I can't do that. And there's all these can'ts, isn't there? Yes. Can'ts and shoulds. We should all over ourselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the second element in that model is presence. And they're not really, they don't happen in a certain order, but obviously I need to explain them one at a time. But certainty and presence really work very well together. And presence is the notion that when I really stop that often critical self-talk, that's going on in my mind um, or when I am able to filter out the expectations, the shoulds of others, 
um, and I'm really tuned into myself, I become available in the very present moment that I'm in to truly connect and engage and receive and give. Um, and that requires me to be absolutely present. And it's a sign of a quality conversation, a quality relationship, certainly quality service to our clients when we're absolutely 100% present in that experience. And really, you know, if we want to access that certainty, that internal sense of certainty, first we've got to become present. Exactly. And it is something that I've found that this whole thing of mindfulness is coming up and getting a lot more uh, traction, I suppose, because so much of our conversations and things in previous times has been about, oh, what's on my to-do list and not really listening to the person. Oh, I'm trying to do many things and multitask and never actually being, you know, totally listening to that person because I feel that's, you know, an important part of being a leader and for your self-leadership is to actually take that moment, really be there in that moment. Yes, and think about, you know, um, even if it's not a relational context, but something you're trying to achieve, a task that you're trying to apply yourself to, just imagine how much focus and the quality of results you can realise when you're fully present on that task as opposed to to distracted. So, yeah, yeah. element mm-hmm. and then the third element um, of the self-leadership model that I work with is service and I guess as leaders and I this extends to leadership in business now as well leadership in life I define leaders as ones that are willing to step up and serve others in the most constructive and functional state that they have available to them in any one moment, okay? And so it's that decision to serve others that really can help us in switching off that often critical internal dialogue, the self-talk, the busyness of the mind. And when, when I ask the question, how do I serve in this situation? When I become truly present, find that internal certainty and ask, how do I serve? What does service look like? Um, And I will distinguish or differentiate service from soothing, (laughs) something that comes up in my leadership coaching all the time. Like my clients feel like they're getting huge value from leadership coaching when they're served by me. They don't feel the value if they were soothed. Mm. You know, I'm not there to pat them on the head and say, look, all of those patterns and habits of thinking that you've got that aren't uh, resourceful for you. I know it's hard. They're okay. You're doing a good job. That's soothing. What I'm here to do is actually serve. And, um, you know, from a very selfish point of view, when we're in that service mode, it feels good. We get momentary relief from that internal dialogue that is often what debilitates us um, around our fears and self-doubt and all of that kind of thing. And we are able to like open the doors and release our talents and gifts to the world because we're deciding what is the highest expression of my service um, at at this point in time. And from a self-leadership point of view, as well as a team leadership point of view, any element that includes that, that intention to serve is a really functional expression of leadership. 
I totally agree because I have heard and I've seen, you know, a lot of posts in Facebook and that sort of thing about people saying, oh, I don't serve. But we're not talking about the people please or the yes person. I'm just placating you. I'll just say the things that you want to hear. Is it? It's, it's doing the things that will help that person grow. And as you said, it, it gives yourself significance in a resourceful way because you are actually thinking, well, what is the best thing for that person? How can I serve them the best? They're going to grow. They're going to be the better person in the end. Yes. And, you know, for me in coaching and training, the expression of service is, is that I'm challenging and supporting the person in almost equal measure. So after they've, you know, had a coaching session with me or a workshop or a training um, event, they should feel challenged and perhaps they've held, they've had a mirror held up to their unresourceful patterns and they're seeing them for the first time. And while that may be uncomfortable and even confrontational for some people, they will experience my intent, um, which is, you know, the, which is to access the highest good for them. So that is service expressed. So when they work together, certainty, presence and service, you're in a very powerful position in self-leadership terms to make decisions which are good for you and good for the people around you. Mm, exactly. I love that model. So with this model and being um, talking about the self-leadership, it's not just about being that person that's ahead of a team or having that certain position. Is it like manager or CEO? They're not the leaders, are they? It's more than that. It's actually the person themselves. I agree. I think we all have the capacity to decide to become present, certain and serving um, in, in our lives, whether that's in our relationships, in our intimate relationships, with our family, with our friends, yes, at work, in our community, with our sporting groups. Um, yeah, when you're in, the, it's about a leadership state more than it is a leadership position or to have that you know conferred authority through some important title it's really about the state the internal state that i choose to show up in that defines um, in my book whether whether we're leading or not yeah mm. so what are some of the things that you've seen when people have started taking on these self-leadership qualities like, like when you've done some coaching with them what are you seeing them how do you see them change yeah i guess um well, they all arrive with different expectations of what coaching is. And the, the clients who do the best um, bring, vulnerably bring really good quality problems to solve, problems worth solving in their life or in their leadership role. So that's the foundation. And from there, what we tend to do is start, it's like peeling back the layers of, of the onion in a, in an order that suits the problems that they're experiencing at the time. So what that means is, you know, often we do start with behavioral profiling so that they can get an understanding of themselves and how they're wired and how they tend to show up or tend to prefer to show up in the world and the impact that that has on others. So we start there. And then I bring all sorts of other leadership models, theories, frames, tools, to the problems that they want solved at the time. And what, what we see in response is just a, a growing sense of confidence in themselves that is expressed through, through their role. But more than that, they're becoming more like themselves. They're becoming more human at work. They're getting um, able to achieve a greater quality of connection with their peers, with their bosses, with their teams and 
you know, I talk about having this functional and constructive leadership state in all directions because we often forget, you know, we, we're okay with serving our teams. We tend to be less okay with serving our peers and even less okay again with serving our boss. <laughs> So, um, and that's not to be subservient, that's to be expressing our highest, our highest potential and contribution. And so we see them becoming more like themselves, more serving in all directions, more forgiving of themselves in some cases, and more forgiving of others, um, more compassionate. And yeah, like my belief, my personal uh, vision is to rehumanize the experience of work. And yeah, it's through models like certainty, presence and service that we're able to access that. Mm, mm, I love that. So if there was like, you know, the, we've talked about the teams and the, the bigger jobs, I suppose, that people can have. If we talk about the small business side, where often um, a lot of my listeners are actually the small business who are the one person band, you know, the one man band. I don't like to say that anymore. It's one person band. But, you know, they, they need teams around them, but it's not necessarily their employees, it could be the community, it could be other business people, that sort of thing. How do you think it would serve them to, to really think about self-leadership for them? Well, that's exactly the position I'm in. I'm a one-man band with a team of contractors, I guess, who have become friends, actually. But um, what we know as small business owners is that money does not magically appear in our bank account every second Thursday. <laughs> the way we show up, the quality of energy that we... Um, bring to our business life directly determines our results and so when we're leading ourselves well in business we can expect our results to continue to improve and you know if we're bringing that certain present and serving state if we're functional and constructive most of the time um, and where, and in particular, I really want to leverage for the small business owner something to think about is the service aspect of the model, because I would argue that when we're here to serve our clients at the highest possible level, and we make it less about us improving ourselves and those fear-based strategies that we run to make sure there is enough money in the bank account mm. <laughs> every week or every month, when we make it about our clients and truly serving them at the highest level. I do believe everything else falls into place. So from a small business owner perspective, never underestimate the quality of energy um, that you're bringing to your business and its direct relationship with the results that you're getting. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you about self-leadership. I know we could go on forever because there's so much that, you know, as you said, yeah, it's like, you know, peeling away those layers of the, of the young and there's so much more that we could get into. So that's awesome. But if the, the uh, listeners want to actually, you know, find out more about what you do and to contact you, where's the best place to go? Well, I'm on all the socials. You can find me on Facebook. Um, in fact, you're welcome to join the Lit Leaders Facebook group. It's free and I'm dropping in free content practical tools not just sales but like practical tools and content in there fairly regularly i've got the lit leaders intensive online program 12 modules over six months that's kicking off on the first of october so you can reach out on the socials if um if you're interested in that but linkedin facebook and my website is equenti equeenti.com excellent well thank you so much angela for today you're welcome thank you Igniter's Angela shows us that the first step in being successful is to be self-aware and this will help you in business and in life so you can become a true leader. If you want to contact Angela, go to her website, 
equenti.com, that's E-Q-U-E-N-T-I, or find her on social media. For more on behavioural profiling or living an adventurous life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.